What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Talk to Us Nice. You're listening to your girls, Mac and Kelsey. And this week, we had another wild, wild week. Another week of being stimulusless. A week of Bezo quitting his CEO position in Amazon, but still making more money in a minute than I will ever make in my life. I'm fully dedicating my life to cyberbullying him now. I'm living. <laughs> Why am I mad that he's stepping down from CEO? Just because I know he's still going to make more money than me in an hour than I've made in a month. Because it's something shady, you know? Something shady is going to happen and he's going to be like, just kidding, I tricked you. I'm now a trillionaire and I've been living on a private island and I'm developing AI. You know, some crazy shit is going to come out of this and I'm just not ready. I'm dealing with so much. Right? He's gonna say, I guess I did surpass Elon Musk while doing nothing. How do you like them apples? We have the baby and Danny Lee broken up. I mean, who could have seen that? I don't know. I don't know. It's so strange. I never thought that was going to happen. Never. a blatant disrespect for Black lives. I wonder who could have seen that coming. I don't know. You know, I already hate, like, don't talk about your relationship on social media because when it blows up in your face, everyone will be watching. And now I'm not just watching. I'm also cackling. So there you go, Yellowbone. I'm happy that you're happy. (laughs) Single right before Valentine's Day. Damn, that's the tea. <laughs> anyway, and also, I don't know if you saw, but we have Safari thinking he could have an opinion while throwing rocks in his own goddamn glass house. Oh, God. No, what did he say now? You didn't see what he tweeted? Oh, girl, I got you. I got you right now because I could not believe it. Because sometimes I, I try to defend Safari and I don't know why. I think because <laughs> people clowned him so hard after the whole Nicki Minaj shit. Like, I just kind of felt bad. And then I also saw the imprint of his dick is, like, huge. (laughs) (laughs) So you just felt, like, a level of, you know what, this guy? I'm just like, he has something going for him. He has something. (laughs) Something. He said, new millennium is crazy now. Back in the day, you had to close your eyes and imagine what a girl you liked looked like naked. Now almost every girl is naked just because. I got to make sure my daughter is different. She needs me. Homie, you have an OnlyFans with your wife. (laughs) Like, are you kidding me? That is a joke. And it's all these fucking rappers, not even just rappers, it's just men in general who don't see the other side of anything until they have a daughter. Then all of a sudden they're just like, oh, can't be my daughter, not my daughter. And it's just so strange to me because I just feel like men sexualize children and that's why their automatic instinct is to say some shit like this. Could not fucking agree more. Leave your children out of it. Leave women alone. Fucking drop it. <laughs> Leave us alone. Like, why you have an opinion on women and what they do with their body is crazy because you should just mind your own fucking business. And once like, I don't got it. And an OnlyFans, you said, with his wife? Yeah. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Like, I just can't believe it that he curled up his fingers to type that on whatever fucking device he used to make himself look like a goddamn fool. You know what? You did it to yourself. So so that was my week. <laughs> How was yours? My week was cute. The snow really threw me off just because Brooklyn decided not to shovel, especially over in Bushwick. So that was really fun trying to ice skate to the train station to go to work. <laughs> I did watch the Super Bowl on Sunday. I had a few of friends over who mm. I also work with and we had a dip party. I love that. And we all made dips and it was really fun. And you know what? I'm going to say right here on the podcast, my spinach artichoke dip won. Nobody wanted to admit it. We had a friend judge the whole competition. He said mine was really good, 
But then when it came down to it, nobody wanted to give me the credit. And then I had two other people say, damn, the spinach artichoke dip's really good. So I'm just going to put the crown right on my fucking head. And sometimes that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. On your own goddamn head. Exactly. And we watched a Super Bowl that none of us cared about, but. (laughs) I watched it. I did. Um, It was very one-sided. It was very one-sided, wasn't it? It was very wild. And as someone who was a Tom Brady fan, please don't come for my neck. Yes, I understand who he supports and stuff like that. But I liked him before all that happened. There was a point where I swear the Buccaneers were straight up bullying the Chiefs. (laughs) (laughs) There was some plays where I'm like... They didn't have to go that hard. And they're actively now trying to hurt you. It's like when you already know someone's the bully, but then they go around just like fucking up your life more. And you're like, what? You won already. You already won. What else do you want from me? And the answer is everything. They never want you they, to forget. They weren't trying to take any chances because I will never forget when they played the Giants in 2008. I won't forget that ever. They definitely thought that they had it in the bag. And then like two minutes and like 38 seconds or some shit, Eli threw it into the end zone and they fucking lost. (laughs) So they're just like, no, we're going to stomp this down and we're going to make sure we win. Like Tom Brady was not taking any chances. I mean, as a Giants fan, because, you know, I'm always going to be a Giants fan. I understand they're the worst team probably ever. But to know Uh, that the Jets are worse. The Jets are worse, but there's something about Giants hate that people just love to jump on that bandwagon. And I just feel so much joy that the two rings that he wanted, the Giants have. And I'll always be on that hill. And I don't care. What about it? I thought, once again, Jasmine Sullivan is so underrated. I cannot wait for her to just get all the flowers she deserves. I feel like she's just so hardworking. She's been in the game for so fucking long. And people just... I don't want to say forget about her because people who do listen to like not just like top 40 shit knows how great she is and knows the fucking obstacle courses she can run with her voice alone. I don't know why they had that white man singing with her. I feel like everything we're watching now on TV is really just trying to blend black culture and let's just throw in a country singer to appease the white people and show that this unison works. I feel like everybody's doing that. They did the same thing at the inauguration with, what's his name? That man, Garth Brooks. (laughs) (laughs) Even though I think Joe Biden was a Garth Brooks fan. I feel like I read that somewhere. But like, you know what I mean? also white. (laughs) (laughs) Joe Biden's white? What (laughs) the fuck is going on? But you know what I mean? Like to have Gaga and J-Lo and then be like, and Garth Brooks. So for Jasmine Sullivan to sing and you know what? We're going to add Eric Church. I almost said Eric Clapton. We're going to add Eric Church and we're going to appease both sides. I just feel like if we really had just let Jasmine just fucking soar, it would have been probably my second favorite behind Whitney because no one can beat the way Whitney sang that national anthem. No. I just feel like it should have just been her doing what she does best. And we did not need Eric Church there. I don't know. I think I just didn't know he was going to be there. So I was just very disappointed. Well, because they said her name first and they're like, and now singing the national anthem is Jasmine Sullivan. I was like, yes. And then they weren't done yet. (laughs) They said, wait, (laughs) weird flux, but okay. I've rewatched the Whitney Houston one because it's a 30 year anniversary. I've rewatched that performance so many times now. She is just so amazing. Like she 
seems like she's singing effortlessly, but you also see the sweat coming down from her forehead. And her upper lip. Baby, I inherited that shit. I feel her. I, too, suffer from a sweaty upper lip, so I get it. (laughs) But you know what? She gave her absolute all. Like, it's the best performance ever. So freaking good. Her also did amazing. Her guitar rift. She's she's so multifaceted. She's so cool. She's so cool. I still I still ride on this high of a janitor telling me that I looked like her while I was waiting to get COVID tested one day. And I was like, me? I don't think so. And they were like, no, dude, kind of. Yeah, they were really selling it to me. So now now I'm a fan. I watched her first performance on the Maury show. She sang Fallen by Alicia Keys. Of course she did. And literally my heart just burst. She is the most adorable child. And she just grew into a spectacular woman. I thought her performance was amazing as well. Now, on to Abel for the halftime show. Because we haven't even talked about it. They've spent a lot of money, didn't they? They certainly did. That was a lot of money that they spent on all these props. and. Yeah, I think I read that it was the first time that they actually built a legit stage in the stadium for his performance like that whole pepsi thing Mm -hmm. because they usually just kind of have like a basic stage in the middle with a few parts for the performers to kind of like get in the crowd but yeah they spent a lot of money (laughs) that's the first thing i noticed the budget (laughs) i mean everyone knows the weekend has a great voice he didn't showcase it that much i don't think i feel like it was more of a physical performance and a vocal performance if you want my honest opinion but It's not like we don't know. So yeah, I was fine with it. It was whatever. Yeah, I really wish he started off the performance in the car and just doing like a line of Coke real quick just to shock the whole audience. Like I wanted- Donuts in the field and shit. Yeah, I wanted like a shock factor. The meme circulating around the internet right now, when that came on live, dude, the anxiety and like the claustrophobia I was feeling, like I feel like somebody was like trying to get in my face, which I understand- what he was trying to do, but I was anxious. I was like, wait, get out of my face. That cr- all the memes cracked me up as per usual. As per usual, I love the people who see an opportunity and seize it. I will say I love the whole dance breakdown on the field with all the people wearing those really cool masks. It felt very Michael Jackson to me. It very- felt like us. And it felt like us. And I was like, yeah, the untethereds are coming. <laughs> that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I was like, it would be the Super Bowl. That's where they would capture us. Because the Super Bowl is the last big performance we had before this COVID bullshit. And I was like, they waited a year and now it's time to end us. Yeah, I thought he did an okay job. I feel like The Weeknd has such a great voice. And, you know, House of Balloons, the trilogy, Old School Weekend, aka fucking music, was everything. And then, you know, he became this kind of pop king adjacent thing. And it just doesn't work for me. Because I'm like, no, I want to like have sex to your music. I can't have sex to Blinding Lights. I actually can't ever listen to Blinding Lights again. I'm so over that song. I can't, I, but that's what happens when a song becomes the most top charted song ever in history. You get tired of it and understandably, but, you know, give credit where credit to do. It was a great song when it um, first came out. It's still a great song now. You just yeah. hear it over and over and oh, over. Oh, I love that show when it first came out. Yeah. I didn't even know who it was. I said, Abel? Not you giving me an 80s hit right now. I love calling celebrities by their like given name. Every time someone mentions Jamie Foxx, I'm like, yeah, okay, Eric. Because <laughs> <laughs> if girlfriend. I know them and shit, Aubrey, shut up. 
I can't believe he was in that commercial with that fucking heart shape cut in his head. <laughs> Still laughing though. Shut up. Don't say anything rude. I know you already. You're not fooling me or the audience. <laughs> you know who can also get it? Like, I'm actually kind of crushing on Jake from State Farm. Oh, Jake from State Farm is all over queer Twitter. The memes and the things I've seen that people want to do to him. I think he's so hot. I don't know why. It just developed over time. I think constantly seeing him on my TV, I would just, all of a sudden, eventually, I'm just like, oh, hey, Jake. Hi. And he's always nice. He's like... So nice. I feel like he'd treat me nice. He'd talk to us nice. Hey. Speaking of the Super Bowl, we have former Super Bowl champion Victor Cruz and actress Carucci have split up after three years. And I'm honestly very sad about it. And I don't know why. They were cute. They were so cute together. And they were very healthy. Healthy is key. She looked like she was in a very healthy relationship, especially after her trash ass ex being with him for so many years. And even after they broke up, him sliding into her comments, her DMs, just basically harassing her. Talking crap to her outside of a club. Like, we're not even going to mention his name. You guys know who we're talking about. You know who we're talking about. So, yeah, it was just nice to finally see somebody who went through so much shit with somebody publicly and who even knows what she dealt with privately. And just to see her happy in this relationship with Victor Cruz for so long, it was just nice to see. I was like, oh, yes, girl. Yeah, I was rooting for them. I honestly was. It just seemed like such a nice relationship. But I found out like they've been bi-coastal since the quarantine started. So it was indefinitely a long distance relationship for who knows how long that would have lasted. Because he's in New Jersey with his daughter. He has like a nine-year-old daughter and she's on the West Coast because she had claws and stuff like that. But, you know, once I finished filming, she still stayed on the West Coast. So it's just like, how far could they go if they were just going to be away from each other for Lord knows how long? Quarantine's already isolating enough. And now my relationship is only virtual. So, yeah, I understand why and how it could happen, but that doesn't make it less sad. I know. And I guess that sources online were saying that they both ended their relationship on good terms and there was no hard feelings between the two. It was just people moving forward in life separately. And, you know, sometimes you have to. Sometimes you have to just break up with somebody to just get your own shit back together and focus on yourself. Like you said, especially in the very isolating time that quarantine has continued to show us. And she's coming out with her own jewelry and stuff. And it's actually really cute. I went on the website and I kind of want to buy some things. But, you know, I'm still waiting on my money from Joe. So maybe I'll check it out to support my girl in these hard times, even though I need support. Like Joe Biden was really at that Super Bowl without giving me my money. That's (laughs) wild crazy to me. (laughs) But also keeping on with the Super Bowl theme, a.k.a. Jenna Jackson Appreciation Day. That is what we all have dubbed it. It's been dubbed that for about, what, five years now? Yeah, for a long ass time now. And now they're also starting to call it Colin Kaepernick Appreciation Day. Which also deserved because you see the NFL doing all these ads for like, you know, Black Lives Matter and like making the nation a better place and da da da. He still hasn't been hired for anything. And why is that? When I saw the NFL's commercial during Janet Jackson Appreciation Day and how they pledge $250 million to help end systemic racism, but they won't hire Colin Kaepernick and that backlash that happened with Colin Kaepernick, you're going to really make a commercial and put a monetary amount to how much you... No, I got it. 
I almost said Kaepernick's rolling in his grave. He's not dead. <laughs> I can't believe that was 2004 that that happened in Jenna Jackson. But it's also just so wild that this kind of situation derailed a legend. Like she's a legend and it's not even just her. Her whole family, her whole legacy goes so far back. And her career was derailed by an incident that Justin Timberlake was the one who ripped the clothes off incorrectly. But that, that's what happens in everything. Women always are the ones who will get bashed in the media. She got her seat taken away at the Grammys because it was on the same weekend. And Justin Timberlake was there, won two Grammys, just chilling, absolutely completely fine. How is that possible? It ain't it, right. It's crazy that because of this incident that she was not responsible for. Once again, let's just reiterate, she didn't do anything. He did. To get banned from the Grammys, to get blacklisted by Viacom, to just basically be forced into a corner that whenever anybody really talks about Janet Jackson for a really long time, they just brought up this situation. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing that too. Like, I don't know if you remember seeing it, but I I was at a Super Bowl party on Long Island. My stepdad is friends with a bunch of rich, waspy Jewish people. They have a lot of money. We went to some crazy mansion to watch it. I was like, oh my God, is this how other people live? Like, can I stay here (laughs) forever? (laughs) Like shit was catered and everything. And I remember going upstairs to like watch it with the adults because they had a kid's room. And my mouth was like, what the fuck? Because I was also cursing back then. I was like, what the fuck? And I just remember being like, that's not okay that he did that. But apparently the rest of the world was not on that bandwagon. And I was on that bandwagon at 10 years old, I realized. And it's her fault while he's saying to Access Hollywood that weekend, hey man, we love giving y'all something to talk about. And on top of that, he performed again at the Super Bowl in 2018. Like, it's actually ridiculous. I can't. Justin Timberlake got away with it, just like he got away from making Britney's life just a little bit worse. He has some explaining to do. And people have been in his fucking DMs and tweeting at him, demanding apologies for both these women. He's a manipulator. He's manipulated the media. And it's just so... The manipulator. It's fun. I don't know if you guys watched Framing Britney Spears, but that shit's intense. And Justin has a large role to play in that as well. I just can't even believe how the media, how very prominent like news correspondents and award shows, how they just basically all took a giant dump on Britney during continuously continuously during something that, again, like people break up. So how was she the cause of this heartbreak? I mean, did we get one of the best breakup songs of all time from Justin Timberlake, Cry Me a Ripper? Maybe, maybe, but maybe I don't want to listen to it anymore. But also, didn't they say, like, he cheated first, too? Yeah, he fully cheated on her first. And on Twitter, when she was 17 years old for, like, this Swedish interview show, the guy's just talking about her breasts. Yeah. And she's trying to just smile through it. And then you wonder, like, who the fuck was managing her and allowing her to just be demonized Mm -hmm. on air like this all the time? Diane Sawyer, shame on you. She also has some explaining to you do. You have some explaining to do. You broke his heart. You did something that caused him so much pain, so much suffering. What did you do? People break up all the fucking time. Because, like, I don't remember all of that. You know, like, you're young and you're seeing everything happen. You're just singing Cry Me a River and you're just like, oh, damn, what a jam. I didn't watch all those news interviews with Britney where you see all these people ripping her apart. And it just... Oh. 
it's disgusting. It's, it's disgusting, so disgusting that they treated a woman like this. Absolutely villainized her and villainized her. I like the Craig Ferguson video clip circling around of him just being like, they want me to talk about this girl. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I saw that as well. Justin Timberlake just got caught with his fucking hand almost so close to his co-star's freaking vagina with his hand on her thigh. And it was news for maybe like a week. And then it disappeared while he has a wife and kid at home. Two. Yes. Two of those kids. I don't think the second one was born yet. Wait, how's the second one? The second one is a few months old, but I think she was pregnant during the time. Yeah, she's yeah, she she was definitely pregnant then. So like Justin Timberlake, what the fuck is good? <laughs> Disgusting. I'm never listening to it again. I can't say that. I definitely listen to the Instinct Christmas album over Christmas. Well, I can listen to Instinct. I won't listen to any Justin Timberlake songs. Compromise. Here's the thing. I've been on a Justin Timberlake kick like the past month. I've been listening to Rock Your Body in Four Minutes with Madonna, like heavy on repeat. And now I'm just like, I hate that I'm vibing so much. (laughs) Surprisingly enough, besides his like first album and maybe Sexy Back, I can totally live the rest of my life without hearing like a soul Justin Timberlake single. InSync would be hard for me to give up 100%. Yeah, I'm never going to give like, up InSync. There was a moment yeah. in time where I wanted my wedding song to be this, I promise you. Oh my God, stop. That's how sick I was. What are you talking it's a about? Beautiful, it's a beautiful Listen. song. I still might if I ever get married. I don't know. Right? Like InSync, I don't think I could give up, but definitely, I, I if someone told me I can't listen to a Justin Timberlake single ever again, cut that shit off. I'd be absolutely fine. Because a lot of his songs kind of like, you were just saying that you loved Rock Your Body. I couldn't stand that song. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe but I couldn't it's stand I that a- other song. That other song that was part of the the Trolls soundtrack, Happy or some shit. Oh, the d- Can't Stop the Feeling. I hated it. Can't that Stop the Feeling. Oh, can't stand it. I would be fine too, but I'm also like, I've been in a place where I was listening to old Justin, but I will give it up in solidarity with Britney. I'd give it up for you, Britney. I'd give it all up. Free Britney. Damn, Chris Crocker, where are you? You were right all along. We dropped the ball. <laughs> I can't believe we were making fun of Chris Crocker for just spreading the truth. I cannot believe that. You know what? Right here, I'm apologizing to Chris Crocker. I'm so sorry that I was one of those people laughing at you during your Leave Britney Alone videos. Same. Because, yeah, we need her now. We need him now more than ever, too. Chris Crocker, where are you at? I think he's on TikTok somewhere. Of course, you would know that. (laughs) (laughs) Addiction, it's real. On some more shocking news, and when I tell you my mouth was dropped, it was dropped. So we have Trey Song's alleged, keyword, alleged sex tape. And if that's him, wow. Once again, I don't go searching for nudes. The nudes find me. I did not look for it. I did not search it. I did not put it in any keywords or anything like that. It literally showed up and I saw the caption and it said, could be Trey Songs because, you know, Twitter's for the streets and they show straight up porn on that shit. And people matched it because of the tattoos and the internet went crazy. Yeah, I too did not go searching for that video. It found me. It showed up right on my timeline. I said, okay, happy fucking Wednesday to me, I guess. That shit is huge. It's so huge. And to be quite honest, because I don't only really fuck with Trey songs after all those allegations of him cracking a glass bottle on a woman's head and all these other things from other celebrities, like even Kiki Palmer does not fuck with him. And you know, yeah. I am a walking, breathing Kiki Palmer fan account. Yeah. So I don't really fuck with him. So 
I was just like, I bet you it's small. Like, fuck him. If that's him. Wow. But also he's definitely playing into it too. Like his reaction picture. I'm on sorry. Instagram. He leaked it himself. <laughs> I'm so I 100% good. see that. Because he just got arrested. <laughs> and that's the thing. He just got arrested. Something also happened not that long ago, back, like, right before 2020. Like, he was, he's been in the news. Oh, he was at that Bow Wow Super Spreader event. He was there. We can't, can't deal. Try, so, Tremaine, I need you to chill out. Tremaine, I'm going to need you to take several seats. You literally got arrested for trying to swing on a cop and not wearing a mask, Tremaine. Like, you lucky you walked away from that because these cops don't care about us. <laughs> They truly don't. And he's been posting on his Instagrams, just alluding to the video leak and like his hose mad hat. And then had the, the, he has an all, he has an OnlyFans, right? Yeah. For, for 20 fucking dollars a month. Are you kidding me? That's so much. That's not fair. The only OnlyFans I was going to pay for, I now don't have any desire to. So I'm fine. <laughs> and you know who I'm talking about. We're not naming names this episode. We're not naming names. <laughs> Alexa, you get me. I'm sorry, that commercial was great. Did you see that cheesy-ass reaction video that Lori put up? I can't. This is a PR stunt. Like, I'm sorry. I will say that until I fucking die. <laughs> this is a PR stunt. Anyway, one thing that did catch my eye, though, I follow Kalen Allen, and he had tweeted, he said, it's so interesting to see the difference between the treatment of Chloe versus Trey songs and they aren't even remotely close in content. Misogyny does its thing again. Cause it is true. Like, absolutely. She did a challenge that everybody's doing. She was burning. What, what was it? Palo Santo or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very true, but it's mostly women. Cause women are conditioned to think like, Oh no, like men show their body. Yes, beefcake, blah, blah, blah. But some women just live to tear down other women. And then as we said from earlier, Safari, oh, these millennial women, I used to get to close my eyes and imagine what they look like. When? When little Kim had her tit out at the award show? Because I bet you you were salivating, homie. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, I hate that shit. And it, it, this is a very true thing. Two completely different reactions. Yeah, because if a guy is showing off his body... And he's proud of his body. It's like, yeah, look at him. Yeah, he's so hot. Yeah, but no, a woman loving their body is like fucking blasphemy. How mm -hmm. dare you show how much you love your body to all of us? That's you sick. Whore. You harlot. But like Trey Songson literally leaked his own sex tape. And everybody is like, yes, daddy, more like smack me in the face with that. Because you know he paid someone to do it. He absolutely did. Like, I don't know. The double standards are real. And it's just so like his is an actual sex tape while Chloe was just like, you know, dancing, moving her body, chilling. Literally, she was vibing. She was actually just vibing and she got torn apart. And everyone is so ecstatic that he's basically implying that, yes, that is my dick in that sex tape. Call the cops. No, don't call the cops. <laughs> Somebody call Oprah. Call Diane Sawyer. Maybe she'll freaking tear him apart too. Also in the news last week that got a lot of people pissed off. I certainly was one of them were the Golden Globe nominations and more importantly, the snubs because it was ridiculous the amount of people they left out. And I couldn't even enjoy that Tina Fey and Amy Poehler are about to host again for the fourth fucking time because- I was so happy. 
they're queens and they're amazing and they should be given everything, all the flowers, all the award shows. And I couldn't even enjoy it because I could not believe that the Golden Globes had the gall to not even nominate Michaela Coles. I may destroy you for anything. So fucking rude. I couldn't believe it. The critical acclaim that she got once that show premiere, once everybody was watching the episodes, the interviews, the in-depth interviews we got, the hard work that she put in. And you're telling me not one fucking nomination for Michaela Cole and I May Destroy You? Because watching that show, I was so excited to see her win all the awards because I'm like, there's no way this show wouldn't get nominated for a woman who wrote, produced, directed her own sexual assault and made it into a beautiful work of art that everyone can get from it. You know, it wasn't just a show about a woman dealing with this. Like she talked about guys. She talked about how many times you don't realize your personal autonomy is taken away from you in so many situations. Watching that show was low-key triggering for me, but I liked it because I'm like, yeah, we're talking about it. And now you're just not going to give my baby girl anything. And you give Emily in Paris two nominations. Like I watched Emily in Paris. I'm not going to pretend like I don't watch garbage TV or like trash TV or things that numb my mind. I do it all the time. No one's trying to be sad all the time. I have to think in depth all the time. So yes, I watched Emily in Paris as a feel good, whatever show. Two nominations for Emily in Paris that even one of the writers apologized to Michaela Cole because Emily in Paris got nominated and I May Destroy You did not. I couldn't believe it. I need people to stop trying to make Lily Collins happen. She's not going to happen. That also makes me sad. She's a mediocre actress with a rich dad. I know she's mediocre, but I think I just love Phil Collins. (laughs) I mean, sure. I love her eyebrows. But baby, that's what I think. That's the other thing. I was just like, she was doing the eyebrows before anybody else. It's so sad. Yes, I do like Lily Collins. And for some reason, I'm rooting for her to get better every single time I see her on screen. And she doesn't. No, because that was me. I realized I don't like you as an actress. I just like your eyebrows. I unfollowed her years ago because she was one of like the first people that like when Instagram was kind of on the rise. I was like, oh my God, Lily Collins. Yeah, because that name is just always stuck in my head because since the jump, since we were watching Nickelodeon, they've been trying to get us to like Lily Collins because she used to host those little things. So like, I always kind of liked her. And then I realized I don't like you. I like your eyebrows. I don't know what it is about her. She just makes me want to like her. I don't know. No, I'm off. I'm always rooting for her, but I'm not rooting for her for this because that was actually crazy. Another snub was the Five Bloods completely shut out. And Spike Lee's kids are the Golden Globe ambassadors this year, which we all know is a big deal. So many celebrity kids get to do that. And he got completely shut out. Completely. And wasn't that the last movie that Chadwick Boseman filmed? I believe so. He was. He got nominated for something else, but yeah, you know, I was just like, damn, that is cold-blooded. Cold-blooded. I personally didn't watch it, but I heard it got great reviews, like Once again, Golden Globes, what's good? How dare you not even nominate the actors from Lovecraft Country? Another one. I'm fucking, I don't understand it. What We Do in the Shadows, I don't know if you've ever seen that show, but it's Mm. amazing. It's on Hulu. Fucking hysterical, zero nominations. Killing Eve snubbed Sandra Oh, but they gave to Jodie Comer. And this is what really pissed me off because when this show first came out, 
And Sandra O oh was finally given the fucking flowers she deserves and the grace. And like, look at how much work this woman has done in her acting career. And then her having that win. It, and they were just like, yes, yeah, Sandra O oh, lifting her up to just, then, sorry, there's another white woman. We have to start. Enough. They said enough, enough now. Enough Flash now. In the pan. The show's actually about Jodie Cormer, which like, not to say she's not an amazing actress on that show, but like, what the fuck? How are you going to nominate one and not the other? Of course, I get it. Sometimes the acting material and the meat to a character, sometimes per different seasons, can be bigger than, you know, the other main Especially if there's two main characters. It happened with The Morning Show. I believe Reese didn't get nominated for a couple of things, but Jennifer got nominated for everything. Like, it happens. I do understand that. And I think yeah, they but I did would, a good job. I, I think Jen did a better job. I don't always, even like her. We're just always rooting for women of color. Like, that's just what it is. <laughs> Maybe. And I always will. <laughs> and I always will. But I was glad to see that Regina King got her directorial debut nomination for One Night in Miami. But I am sad that it was denied the best picture category. Yes, but also I'm very happy for Leslie Odom Jr. 16 years in the game, homie, and he finally got a Golden Globe nomination. I'm very happy for him. I will say that. The fact that Lin-Manuel might win a Golden Globe for like Hamilton, which I was reading that there's nothing, it's like a blurred line. Because it's now put on film. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, Okay, listen. Rules, baby. I mean, Hamilton was great. You can't even front. Like, I'm not going to front. And I went to see it. Like, it was Yeah, fabulous. you love Hamilton. Exactly. I love Hamilton, but I'm Your also like... Your ex-boyfriend almost ruined it for you by you thinking he was going to propose before. He yes. absolutely did. Um, and I was like, you are not going to ruin the best night of my life. I don't know. It's It was all a mess. The prom, the prom... Don't get me started on the prom. <laughs> I watched that movie out of respect for Meryl Streep. I will always love Meryl Streep. I will always support Queen Meryl. She did not get nominated. No. That movie was trash. And if anybody should have been nominated, it was her. (laughs) I just, James Corden. But no, James Corden. And literally Twitter was up in arms. I did see some polarizing opinions on that. I do have a friend who's queer and he's plus size. So he liked the fact that James Corden was nominated for it. He was like, you don't see this on TV. And I'm like, but James Corden isn't queer. That's the thing. And he didn't need to play that part. You had plenty of queer people in the movie. Andrew, they could have switched roles and it would have been absolutely fine because they never mentioned anywhere the sexuality of Andrew's character. I mean, obviously you assume, but they never mentioned it the in-depth way that they did for James's character. So I didn't understand why that wasn't flipped. Yeah, which sure, like it was made by ryan murphy and he did do the casting but it just wasn't necessary to have james corden play this character when he didn't have to because Mm -hmm. i'm sure that there's hundreds of people that look like james corden who are actually queer and who could have played this role um surprise though Andre Day. I actually cannot wait to see the united states versus billy holiday once i saw the preview i had chills on my body because i didn't even know she could do that I did not know she had that in her arsenal. I sing Rise. I don't. I can't even tell you how many times a week I sing Rise. It was played over and over again. I made it my alarm in the middle of last year. So I did not know that she could act that way. And I cannot wait to watch it. I honestly can't. And I'm so happy that she's gotten nominated. So hopefully she wins. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to hate watch the Golden Globes. It's I what am, we do best. It's what we do best. And like, I am happy for a lot of people who did get their nominations. Like I said, I'm very happy to see 
my girls, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, like they're truly my idols. I'm happy to see them again. Yeah. But if you're constantly preaching diversity and inclusion, but then you're leaving those people out, it's like, what are we doing? Mm. Question mark, question mark. Side note, I'm actually also very happy for Kaylee Cuoco. Very happy for Kaylee Cuoco. Did you watch The Flight Attendant? I've loved her. I haven't watched The Flight Attendant yet, but I've loved her since she did Eight Simple Rules. Hell yeah, for dating my teenage daughter. And I have just like watched her ever since. And, you know, she had such huge success with Big Bang Theory and all that. And I I didn't know that this was her first nomination. And her husband put up her video of her like freaking out. And I just, yeah, I'm very proud of her as well. Yeah, Kaylee Cuoco... She's like my Lily Collins to you, I think. Like, even though she's a little bit older, I have always like really liked her and just wanted the absolute best for her. And then she did Big Bang Theory and I had to hate her for a little bit because I hated that show. And I was like, why are they? I feel like you hate any big white sitcom. That is just not your jam. Like you, the only one I can say that you like is probably Parks and Rec because you hate The Office. You never watch Friends. You, you don't like Big Bang Theory. Like I've seen that this is a theme for you. You're just like, no. Yeah, because I'm like, how do you do 10 seasons of the Big Bang Theory? You're watching the same thing over and over again. And that's what I think I get so annoyed about. I'm like, the same shit is happening. And you guys are eating it. <laughs> like, and you're eating this. And up. you're eating it. <laughs> So I was kind of off for a little bit, but then when it was time for, to watch The Flight Attendant, I said, yeah, I'll give the show a shot. And I fucking <laughs> loved it. It really made me never want to drink one of those little yeah. shooters ever again in my life because of how uncomfortable she made me as a functioning alcoholic. Mm. But well-deserved. Well-deserved all around. It's on my list. I have a lot of shows that are on my list, but as you know, like I'm back and forth between my mom's house and my apartment and I can't put on new shows at my mom's house. So it's like, I literally have two weeks out of a month to get in anything. <laughs> I believe in you. Thank you. And to wrap this segment up, we got Gorilla Glue Girl. And I hate that that's going to be her name forever. She's forever going to be known as Gorilla Glue Girl. Yeah. Sorry, Tessica Brown. Which is I'm very name. sorry, Tessica, but it, it is what it is. If you guys haven't seen this, once again, you've lived under a rock. Sis ran out of got to be glued free spray and took it upon herself to, <laughs> to spritz Gorilla Glue spray adhesive onto her head. And it's comical only because, one, I didn't even know Gorilla Glue had a spray. That's one. Two, the innovativeness behind this, like, oh, this is just going to work, so it's fine crazy but now unfortunately she's washed her hair over 15 times she put on tiktok that you know for those of you who know me i've had this hair silent for a month not one hair was out of place on that girl's head it was laid huh? it was laid as fuck and she said it's not by choice and this is what she used she said bad idea bad idea bad idea So, you know, she's tried multiple things to try to get it off. We finally saw that she went to the hospital. And the one thing I can say is that I'm really happy that everybody has been more like concerned than actually cracking jokes on her. And I'm I'm not going to try to make this like a very deep thing or anything like that, but it just goes to show the lengths that black women go to for their hair. Like it's a long journey of acceptance and being comfortable and figuring out what you want to do. And even when you want to do something, it's just like, no, it has to be laid or people will crack jokes on me kind of thing. And so she took it to the extreme and she used Gorilla Glue and... Damn. We're all so concerned and we all want to know like what's happening. Like 
the company's helping her out. They're talking about acetone use. Acetone burns, homie. Like, I'm so nervous for her scalp. Like, she, and I don't, I, in my head, I was like, just shave it. But I don't think she can. I don't think she no. can just shave it off of her head. And, and I don't think I would. If that, honestly, if I could exalt every and any possibility and how to fix this before turning to shaving my head, I absolutely will. Yeah, but it, it looks like it's going to be a rough thing. Well, so the TikTok video she posted, that was already a month after. Yep. But she didn't go to the hospital until, until I guess everybody was telling her to. Until everyone told her to go to the hospital. And now I'm like, where was this energy a month ago, sis? I would have went to the hospital that night, probably. Well, who knows when she wanted to take it off? You know what I mean? Like, she probably thought it was fine. Like, she's just like, oh, it's staying in place. There's no thing. girl. If you put Gorilla Glue in your hair and then you go to like, you're telling me she didn't touch it at all? No. With that kind of style with the ponytail, I'm sorry. You don't understand because you don't like I do understand, but I'm just saying you would touch your hair and you'd be like, this is wrong. But even when I went to DR, when I got my hairstylist to do my ponytail, I said, make sure this shit does not move. DR and humidity, I have a wedding to go to. I'm in this wedding. Make sure my hair does not move. My hair felt like a helmet for days. You wrap it when you go to sleep. So she had a ponytail put in. This is a style she wanted for a while. So it wasn't until she wanted to take this style out of her head that she probably realized, fuck, this isn't coming out. Got it. Yeah, I guess I don't realize that. Like, I've never done that. But I don't know. Something in me would have just touched it and been like, I feel like something's not right. Like, I think I would have figured it out a little sooner than she did. At first, she was probably like, yes, this shit is (laughs) Let me sweat because I am fine. I have found an alternative. That's probably what she thought until she tried to wash her hair. That's probably, honestly, that's why I think it took so long. Because when she did my hair for DR, even I was like, mm, not moving. Yeah. Look at this. I was super, super hyped. So she probably thought she just had this great idea and ended up biting her in the ass. It just makes it so sad because I always think about when I used to get my hair relaxed. And, you know, these little girls are told, like, it's supposed to burn, like, leave it there. Like, you're told not to speak up if, like, we're treating your hair, we're making it better kind of thing. Yeah. And now this fucking journey for another Black woman, this is this is <laughs> what the result is. And I had her back until I find out that she's trying to sue. Yeah. That's the latest thing that just came out. She's trying to sue on the fact that she can't get this out of her head. I'm pretty sure it says somewhere on the fucking spray bottle, don't use on skin contact and all that shit. I would say I'm positive it says that exact (laughs) line that you just said. And I think she was ultimately confused over the, because there is a Gorilla like hair brand. So I think that she thought- We're hoping that she- (laughs) I'm going to hope. I'm really- Girl, I'm re- Tessica, baby. Listen, if you're listening, I'm really trying to help you out here because I really don't want to believe that you saw this and thought you literally struggled. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I don't know. It sucks. It's so shitty because it is our hair is everything, like you said, and we do walk a fine line of like self acceptance that our hair is either going to be like what we want it to be or not, and just. So I understand how she was feeling. I almost burned my hair off the other day. I told, did I tell you this? Yes. At work? Mm-hmm. Ew, no I almost paid attention it. to your ass. And no one paid attention to my ass and I loved it. 
So I feel for her for sure. The latest news is a Beverly Hills plastic surgeon is about to get a crack on the case now. And she's flying this week to LA to get the procedure done. And he said it'll take about two to three days. I just want to know. I want to know right now. I need to know the end result of what's going to go on. Because because we've been on a hair journey with Miss Tessica Brown. We're trying to root for her. But if she legit tries to sue, nah, nah, that, that, Tessica, you, you can't sue for that. And it's like, I understand where you're coming from and why you did it and the concerns Black women have with their hair and things like that and wanting it to be the way you want it to be. But you can't sue somebody for your goddamn mistake. That makes no goddamn sense. Like, I, I can't back that up. Mm-mm. Mm-mm, girl. Praying for you. And now for this week's recap of The Bachelor. First off, I want to say that I was like listening to some podcasts. I was like reading some tweets and things like that because I had definitely mentioned that I had a different perspective of Chelsea from the way she acted last week and what she said. And other people were saying that, no, maybe it's because she wasn't around the toxic group at all. And they were only showing the toxic group like she wasn't near it. So she didn't realize how bad the newer girls were getting treated and all that stuff. Like that's why she questioned, did you guys think it was toxic or like mean girl? Like that seems a bit harsh kind of thing. And so I was just like, "Mm, okay, I'll take that into perspective, but also, yeah, the mansion's big, but the group of girls isn't that big. Like you all talk to each other. So she knew what was going on. I don't know. I'm still on the fence about it. Still love my girl. Happy she's still there, but mm. Yeah, this episode for me was probably the most boring of the season, even though so many things did happen, but I was so bored watching it. I sent you multiple audio messages saying that I can't keep my eyes open. I know some of that had to do with the CBD oil I was smoking. Yes. But the other part, I honestly don't know what it is because I, I, yes, a lot of things did happen. I felt like the show kept the ball rolling, but for some reason, I just, I wasn't really into this episode. I, I don't know why it's been like that for a couple of weeks now. I think, and, and I know that it's not a majority of the girls anymore that I dislike, but I think that just puts such a bad taste in my mouth. The clips that they've been playing all these weeks that have passed that I I'm sort of just disinterested in this season. I'm watching it for the podcast sort of thing. And I think that's where my trouble lies. I feel like I'm not watching it for me anymore. I'm watching it because we talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. And when it's so boring, you're just kind of like, okay, what the hell am I going to talk about? (laughs) Because these girls are not giving me anything. But the episode started where it left off last week with the two-on-one featuring Jasenia and MJ and Matt coming to figure it the fuck out because he's sick of the drama. And he pulls Jasenia first, which I kind of loved. He said, MJ, you're just going to sit there and wait it out and sweat it out. And that's exactly what she did. Baby girl was starting to crack. She was starting to cry. She was starting to name call. And then she said, I had a weak bitch moment, but now I'm back. And I related to that. I don't like her, but I relate to that sentiment. How did you feel? I felt like I had a very Cinderella story (laughs) moment. You know, when Hillary Duff walks down the stairs and the mean girl's like, love the dress, hate her. That's exactly how I felt about MJ's outfit. I fucking loved that outfit. I always wish that I could carry an outfit like that, but my boobs are too big and I just look like a box. <laughs> but yeah, MJ was just not okay. And Jasenia was just not having anything that she was saying. The fact that Jasenia called MJ Meredith to like... <laughs> 
dessert, I hated the fact that it took me so long to understand why she called her Meredith. It did not click to me that the M in MJ was for Meredith. I was literally scrolling in my head, going through my fucking, what's the thing? Rolodex. Rolodex in my head of, I was like, oh my God, which girl from which past season's name is Meredith and had like a breakdown. Like this must be where she's going with it. <laughs> it I did not. It took me a solid five minutes to have that aha moment that MJ's real name is Meredith. <laughs> it was such like a little kid comeback though. You know, when a little kid is getting like somebody's it's telling like, them That's something. cute. Yeah. She was just like, whatever, Meredith. Like, oh, no, I loved it. I, oh, I don't it was- care if that was a little kid. I was just like, because the world does not know that that's her name. So that to me, I was like, because mm. she, I- she changed her name to MJ for a reason. <laughs> She didn't like that name. It's just like how I love calling Jamie Foxx Eric. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to say your name. So after all the back and forth and Meredith just once again crying and trying to defend herself. And she said, Harmony, one more time. I was going to explode. Matt has the rose in his hand. And I feel like MJ definitely thought she was getting the rose. I actually thought that MJ was going to get the rose. Because once again, we don't know much about Jasenia. And I said, if they both go home, I, I, I wouldn't mind. I love that Jasenia is speaking out for herself and all this stuff now. But I didn't know who she was before the show. I literally still don't know anything. And I just thought it was so funny when Matt had the rose and he's like describing all this great stuff that he clicked with with MJ and then goes to Jasenia and can only bring up a line that she mentioned on the first night because that's the last time he spoke to her. Dude, the only thing I know about Jasenia is that they had a date and she was crying, talking about her parents' love. That's the only and thing. That's and that's what he mentioned. Is that what he mentioned? Sorry. Yes, I was- the whole like rock thing. And I just thought it was so funny because I'm just like, I thought maybe it was like a him and Kit moment. How we didn't know that him and Kit actually have like inside conversations and jokes that they just didn't air. No, he dead ass just mentions a line that she talks about on the first day because they don't spend any time together. I feel like production was behind the cameras with like two pictures of both women and an X was through MJ's face. And Matt just like looked for his cue and he was like, got it. Great. I'm sending MJ home because what I thought was happening was I didn't think Jasenia was going to stay either. I thought like you said, both girls were going home. I just thought that he was going to say, you know what? We're just going to go straight to the rose ceremony instead of giving one of them the rose or not. And Mm -hmm. when MJ saw that she wasn't getting that shit, she said, all right, he walked her out. She didn't say bye. I mean, I wouldn't either. Not that I would ever do anything that MJ said, but I did notice like even Anna let him hold her hand as he was walking around and all this. If someone tells me like, they're not giving me the, like, I'm not touching you. I'll give you like a quick hug, I guess, to maybe not seem so petty (laughs) and salty as fuck. But like, no, you don't have to hold my hand as you walk. Like, don't touch me. Let me be pissed. I'm going home. You're sending me home. But anyway, just sending against the rose. We find out that the cocktail party is canceled, that he knows exactly what he wants to do. So we're going straight to the rose ceremony. And all of a sudden, Serena C wants a plot line this season and wants to be a main character when she's a villain and just starts going for Katie. I literally wrote, not these girls blaming Katie for standing up to bullying. (laughs) These girls were bullying Katie on the fact that she decided to say something about the bullying going on in the house. And you, were, what, was the, what was the line? Do you remember? 
I don't remember because I couldn't believe, I could not believe that these girls were so surefire that they were right. It was like, you didn't need to bring up the toxicity. Oh yeah. They were like, you brought up all the toxicity. You're the reason you're always involved in all the drama. Serena also said something about like, you just like your attention. I think it might've been later on when she brings up her dildo. And I was like, what is your argument? Why are you so pressed? Serena C, shut up. Mm -hmm. Shut up. Like if you want more airtime, be a cool girl. I think (laughs) I've solved the case, Bachelor Nation. You're welcome. That's the thing. She's trying hard to be the cool girl. I feel like no one really paid her any mind. Like she even said... Like, oh, I was a quiet girl and blah, blah, blah. And like more girls like out more outspoken than me. And that's why when she came out of nowhere, when the new girls came in and she was being an asshat. And I said it, I said it in an early episode. It's like those girls who get picked on. And now that there's new people, they get to be the ones who picks on people. That's how I feel like Serena C is like, that's the kind of villain she is. Like she built herself up to be a villain. Like it, it's not in her nature. And she was just being annoying. That's how I felt. Like, she was super fucking annoying. But then we have Ryan, who we just see crumbling happening in front of our eyes. She was not okay. She needed to chill out. I mean, in the end, it was rightfully so that she was, you know, (laughs) freaking out as much as she was. But damn. Here's the thing. And this is what really pissed me off. And somebody did tweet about it. That The Bachelor brought in all these extra girls for all of them to just get sent home. As soon as they arrive. The only one standing is Michelle. And the only one standing is Michelle. So I kind of understood why Ryan was so upset because she's like, hi, I've been here for 36 hours. (laughs) He does not know my name. I honestly was very surprised that Brittany went home because it seemed like they had at least a sexual like chemistry kind of thing. Once again, I've never seen him talk to Serena. And I feel like he's doing this thing where he's only letting one of the old girls go home at a time. And that unfortunately ended up being Maggie. Maggie looks 19 and she's 32. Like she is beautiful. She is yeah. going to do great on Paradise when they put her on a tropical island. I, I don't know. I didn't understand why Brittany got sent home before Serena C. I wish you could have seen my face from when Matt gave a rose to Katie versus when he could then call out Serena C's name because it was night and day. Mm -hmm. Because for a second I was like, oh, well, Katie, you know, the messenger always gets shot at. Yes. And we'll definitely get into that later. And also Maggie was probably just so overseeing Matt doing his TikTok dances. She's probably ready to walk out the door anyway. Yeah, Maggie was like, you're not my forever person. Yeah. The next day, Serena barges into Katie's room. Katie didn't say come in. Like, she literally just walks into Katie's room and just tries to attack her again and says that Katie's not there for the right reasons because she told Matt about the bullying. And Katie snapped. She did. And I was like, yes, girl. I love it. Yell at her. Because I'm with you right now. Because how fucking annoying is it that you're constantly have to defend your intentions for being there to somebody who just started talking last week? You know, she's like, Katie's probably girl, where are you coming with with all these opinions? Shut up. I loved it. I love that she was getting loud with her. I don't think that people should get loud with each other. But sometimes it's needed. It's needed. (laughs) I also love that she's the one who ended it because I felt like if If she didn't end it, it was just going to go on and on and on. She just says, thank you for your feedback and just steps up and leaves. Honestly, Um, how I'm ending every conversation and every fight now. Thank you for your feedback. Didn't ask for it, but thank you so much. Serena C goes downstairs. 
tries to talk to the girls about it, but like makes up shit, makes up her whole opinion about the conversation. And that's what she presents to the girls downstairs. So I'm really happy that Katie goes downstairs and hears her talking shit. Cause she's just like, that's not what I said at all, which it wasn't, <laughs> which it wasn't what she said at all. But now it's kind of like Serena C's word versus Katie's word. And now all the girls got Serena C in their ear. They're like, you know what? Katie is talking a lot about this. Maybe she is, you know, like when somebody's in your ear just saying some nonsense, you start to believe it after a while. And so I really didn't like that now it's like all these girls against Katie. I'm like, does nobody see the bullying happening once? I didn't really see it as all the girls versus Katie. I just felt like it was it was definitely a you like a pick a side kind of thing. But I felt like the girls, they're just so tired of the fighting, too. Like for Kit. For the 21-year-old to say that the ladies are acting ridiculous, that's when you know you're done fucked up. Like, she was so over... This girl just got out of college, and she thinks y'all are acting childish? Like, that's wild. That's wild to me. And it was. The fight was so stupid. Serena, if you want to be a bad bitch, like, really step into it. Like, put on those shoes and be one. It was just... It's too much, and I need her gone. And at the end of the episode, I'm very annoyed. But that's on me. Then we come to the part where Heather shows up telling Chris that Hannah knows Matt and Hannah kept saying what a great guy Matt is and she's known him for a while. I don't know what day she actually comes, but I do know she was quarantining two days before the rose ceremony, two or three days before the rose ceremony. The thing that's strange to me about it and the reason why I was just had question marks as to why ABC let Heather come back on film is that she wasn't even a fan favorite on her season with Colton. So what made them think, yes, we're going to be rooting for her with a map? I don't know. It just seemed very strange to me. But moving on, we have the one-on-one date, which ends up going to Piper. Love Piper's face. Love Piper's fashion. Hate the way she spells her name. I mean, that's not her fault. I know. And, and, I, <laughs> and phonetically, it's correct. Yeah. It just throws you off. It throws me the fuck off. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Because I have closed captions on my TV. And so every time he said her name, I was just like, like Twitch. (laughs) It's like, stop (laughs) it. What did you think of their date? This is actually my dream date. I love carnivals. I love a carnival, bitch. I I am a boardwalk bitch. Like I love carnivals. I love like the healthy competition. Like I will get this prize over you. You don't need to let me win. I will mush you out of my way. Like, don't worry. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And I, cause I used to love amusement parks, but I hate the people. I hate the lines. And now you're telling me we get to run rampant and nobody's here. Why hasn't anyone done this for me yet? Why do I need to ask to be loved? Like, I just don't understand. I just don't understand this crazy notion. No, I love the day too. I love a fucking carnival. There's just something about walking around and eating like all your favorite fried foods and like playing games that you can win. Like, it's not like you're playing something where a guy is going to have power over you in some weird way. Like, no, it's an even playing field. We're going to shoot water into a mouth or something. We got to throw it. I love it. I love, I love a it carnival. So much. And that nobody was there. Chef's kiss. French kiss. <laughs> I said chef's kiss and you said I French know. kiss. <laughs> Just shows you where, you know, shows you where we're at in life. Where our minds are right now. <laughs> I was also wondering, so like what time did it get dark in Nemecolon? Because when they went to the carnival, it was mad dark and then they still had dinner. So also what time was the dinner? Like did they go to the carnival for like three hours and then 
like nine o'clock because they start to go back and get ready. So I was just like, oh, how late is this? Because you know how sometimes they have the rose ceremony and you don't even know that it's at 3 a.m. Yeah. I feel like this was definitely a late date. It was definitely like an 8 p.m. start time. And then they at had the carnival. At the carnival. At the carnival. And then I feel like they ate dinner close to like midnight. Yeah, but that that wasn't even their dinner. They literally just put it there to be cute. The only person I've ever seen like actually dig in is Ari. I don't I don't think you saw Ari's season. He was No, like, but I know that weirdo. Yeah, it was like the first time like I've seen anyone like actually dig into the food. He's like, I feel uncomfortable. I'm eating this shit. <laughs> like to fill in awkward silences, he would eat the food. I mean, I could never be on this show. You're gonna put food in front of me and I gotta pretend like I don't see it. Well, I think they they feed them before. It doesn't matter. I'm still still here. (laughs) I would still look at this food and be like, so what? Oh, I love this dress on Piper. I talk about the fashion a lot because I, I, it's my shit. I fucking love it. Yeah, it's the shit. And she looked amazing. Piper, if you're listening, please drop your hair routine. I'd like to know the products. I'd like to know the techniques. It's gorgeous. Like I want my hair to look like that. I can't stop thinking about that dress still. Um, She talks about needing words of affirmation, which I can totally relate to that. It's definitely one of my love languages, one of my top two love languages, actually. Because sometimes actions, which sounds stupid because everyone says like, actions speak louder than words, words, but I I need both. I'm definitely a person that needs both. And she also speaks about it being, it's what she wants, but it's hard for her to say the words that she knows someone else wants to hear because she just wasn't raised that way. And I definitely connected with that with her because my dad was very much like a tough love kind of person. It was like pulling teeth sometimes trying to like get it out. But she does admit that she's falling in love with him. What'd you think of the dinner portion? I liked it. I thought that was a really nice conversation. I think it's something that should be talked about sooner when a relationship is starting to start, you know, because you want to be on the same page as somebody. And I understand that it's hard when you're dating. I don't even know how many fucking girls are there. 15 now? 12? 100? I don't know. So I understand how you want to know where you're at with somebody. But like, they're also dating other people. So I really like that she was like, I'm gonna stand up for myself. And I'm not gonna self-sacrifice. Yeah. That's very easy to do. And I really liked it. I thought it was actually, I'm gonna say it's my favorite date thus far. Hmm. I don't know if I can say it's my, I, the, the date in general is a date that I want. Is it my favorite one that I'm watching? It might be second. Cause I just really loved the way that him and Michelle, someone who was new, who came in weeks after the other girls, how they instantly connected. And it was like the first time I actually thought something looked genuine besides my girl, Abigail, which once again, we'll get into later. Cause if he keeps disrespecting her, I'm going to cut him. But yeah, so right now I would say it's number two. Michelle's is my favorite one-on-one date. Yeah, and then we get into the group date card and finally a fucking chill date. I'm so happy to see that these girls are going bowling. He was like, I just want to hang out, eat some food, drink some beer. The food did not look seasoned, but that's like my own thing that I like to peep when I'm watching TV. Those tenders were raw. The nachos, you know that shit was mad cold. No one likes cold nachos. No, just show me, like, I know that TV's all smoke and mirrors, but, like, show me seasoned food. I know when something's not seasoned on TV, and I'm over it. But they were having a really good time until everyone's favorite chaotic neutral strolls in, Mr. Chris Harrison. And he goes, ladies, you thought that this wasn't somehow going to be a competition? LOL. And then divided the women into two separate teams, the pink team and the blue team. 
And those girls were like, fuck no. I'm because fighting. then he says whoever loses has to walk back in the rain. Not my black ass and my black hair. I'm not no. walking in the rain nowhere. Nowhere. I would have been livid. No, I would have st- been livid. And poor Abigail. It's upset. Yeah, Abigail is just because it's hard to see someone who got a first impression rose and has so much potential. It's not like Spencer, who after he got the first impression rose, we just don't see him anymore. Like every time we see Abigail, we're rooting for Abigail. The country loves Abigail. She gives us nothing but like genuine authenticity. And she's not getting the time that she deserves. In my opinion, if you're going to give someone the first impression rose, she deserves some time in there. And yes, usually when someone gets a first impression rose, they wait like a few weeks before getting alone time because that person should already know like they're a front runner. They got the first impression rose, but it's been too long. The space is too long. Your relationships with other people are way deeper than they are with Abigail. And, you know, she's feeling it and rightfully so. We see very quickly that the blue team has no heavy hitters on them at all. Nobody can get a strike. They were all really bad. And honestly, I would have told them we need to play with bumpers, but that's just me. I would have said, bring out those fucking bumpers. Bring out those bumpers. Bring out those little toddler things where you push off the ball. Poor Brie almost fell on her face. Smack on her face. And I couldn't believe it. Yeah, so they could not. But they were catching up. They did catch up and they blew it at the end. So, And that hurt me even more because it was Abigail's game to lose. Yeah. Oh, man, that stabbed me. Yeah, so the blue team does not win. The pink team is victorious. I hated that they started celebrating right in front of them. And you know the producer said, oh, no, you guys have to stay seated there. Like, you can, you have to watch this. <laughs> um, no, we're holding. We're holding. No, ladies, can you just sit? Just sit and look disappointed. Sorry, we're just filming their celebration over there. Just let them bask in this a little bit. Yes, in front of you. <laughs> The thing that cracked me up, though, I'm not even going to lie, Kit, when he's like talking them goodbye, she's like, what do you want in a wife? A bowler? <laughs> Give that girl Miss Congeniality. Honestly, Kit, Kit was the MVP for this episode because yeah. I don't know if you heard this, but right when the girls are bowling and then they see Chris Harrison, you hear somebody go, no. And I'm pretty sure it was Kit. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't hear that. <laughs> She was the MVP for this week's episode. That honestly had me cracking up. That (laughs) one for me. I was like, damn, you're right. Do you want a bowler? Do you want fashion loyalty? You let me know. (laughs) I loved it. Yeah. So then after that, we see the girls are all sulking back at home. They're pissed off. And that's when Abigail just really starts to say, what the fuck is going on here? How have I had no time? I was the first impression, Rose. Me, six weeks ago. So long ago. I would be devastated. I would be be devastated. You feel it slipping away from you when all these girls are coming back from their one-on-ones saying like what a deep connection and everything that they have with them. Kit, 21-year-old Kit has a deeper connection than you do right now because he hasn't had a one-on-one with you yet. So like right now, I do feel like Abigail's kind of out of the race for being the one that ends up with Matt. It's just sad to see. So much potential. Yeah, so so much potential. Potential. (laughs) Sorry, that's a TikTok sound. Anyway. (laughs) God. Another person that you also see struggling throughout this episode is Chelsea. She really, really wanted time with him. You can see it in everything she says. He felt bad and sends a card for the other half of the girls who got sent home and says, you know what? Come to the cocktail party. I feel so bad that you guys got sent home. 
And that's when you just see everything start to crack under Chelsea because they were so excited. They're like, it's only four of us. We're going to have so much time to spend with him. And she's been wanting it. She's been asking for it. She's been waiting for the one-on-one, just like, you know, the other half of the girls who hasn't had one yet. Mm -hmm. And you can see it in her face that she's not happy. And I would be very frustrated. She didn't even want to be on the date card. Yeah. She said, my name better not even be on that date card. I don't want to hear it. If you see it, don't say it. (laughs) The ladies talk about how whoever gets his group date rose, because it's most of the ladies now at this point, the only two that are back home are the ones who are going on the one-on-one. So they discuss how this rose is very important because it means he values you the most. Our girl, Michelle, comes in with the win again, just like she did with bowling and just like she did with Matt's heart. (laughs) Wow. Smack that on a sticker. We come to the part that I was actually a little excited about. Tyler sees in the house. He can get it. Oh, he's so hot. His arms were doing something to me. I play pool. Oh my god. Oh my god. I didn't even mention the way Matt's arms looked in the suit when the episode first started. I came. Anyway, we can pass that now. <laughs> Tyler C. After what happened with Hannah Brown, I don't know. I couldn't really fuck with him, but I can't deny that he is a beautiful specimen. And I just love how happy they were to see each other. Like it was adorable. It was really cute. And I would have sacrificed a season of The Bachelor to just watch like these two guys be friends. It was, I mean, you can just do that on fucking. No. Okay. Cute. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) Matt says that he loves that he can ask Tyler for advice because the process had worked for Tyler. And I was just like, where, sis? Where did this process work for? You mean like his fame after The Bachelor? Is that what you mean? Like, like dating supermodel Gigi Hadid? Yeah. Like, did you just want to get out of here and like still be loved by the world? Because that's the only process that worked for Tyler. Like nothing else worked for Tyler. I'm very confused by that statement. And everything he's doing is not on the same trajectory to get you those results you want. So it was it was very strange that he said that. And the fact that they even kept it in, it was it was very weird. Oh, of course. They weren't going to take that out. They were like, you stupid boy. They're like, yes, the process works. Everybody apply for The Bachelor. Then we have Katie's one-on-one date. Who so I feel Katie- bad because you just knew. You just knew that, like, she kind of felt weird. She, like, she was excited for it, but she couldn't feel as excited for it because of all that drama going on with Serena C. in the house. And she was like, yeah, I'm excited, but I feel like I can't express that because all you girls think... I'm somehow responsible for the bullying going on in the house. Yeah. But I will say, though, this date really pissed me off. Pissed me off, too. He just wanted to hang out with his friend. Because I'm like, you just wanted to hang out with your friend. And if that's all you wanted to do, like I said, I would have rather seen an episode of them just like vibing and playing than this weird date, which I think would have worked had the process been a little longer. You know, if he was like, if he had an actual deep connection with Katie and they were like, yo, we're going to prank one of my friends. I think that's funny. But the fact that like Tyler doesn't know who Katie is, Matt doesn't even really know who Katie is. So to do this date, which he, but she was great at, like it was a funny date, but it was also a weird date. Like, I don't think it was. That's 100%, especially when his concern was the fact that he wasn't sure if they have a romantic connection. So why is the beginning of your one-on-one date, which should have been something like more intimate or more focused on you two, pranking your friend? Because then, yes, of course, like you 
you just want to see her playful side, which you've already seen. Like, you know, she has that. She brought a fucking vibrator on the first day. Like, we know she can be fun. We know that she's like quirky and out there. You said that you really wanted to get to know her on a different level. This isn't the date for that. And by the time the dinner comes, it's too late. It's too late. And it was just like, I just don't know how I felt about it. It was just like, I wasn't excited to see this date because I'm like, this isn't a date. This is pranking your friend, which would be funny if your friend knew the girl. It'd be like, yeah, we got him. But it wasn't that. I just don't know what kind of edit they wanted (laughs) to give Katie. Because even when they finally got to the dinner, she's so excited because she thinks the date went incredibly well. Which, yes, Katie is the girl that you bring on a date like this, but not if you want to get to know her more. You know what I mean? After you dated for a couple of months, yes, this is a date you bring her on. So she's super excited because she just thinks it went so well. But then at the table, Matt's saying like, oh, Tyler's my best friend, so I'm really happy. She says... Tyler's more than your best friend. He's like your brother, which let us know already how much she's already like researched and is in depth in Matt's life. So it just yeah. came off as a little bit of like a little bit fangirly. And I really hate that they kept that in. I hated that she said it, but I, I hate that they kept that in. But we already knew that Katie was going home. This is what I was saying earlier. We knew that Katie wasn't going to win. We knew that. She was the messenger that reported all the terrible doings that are going on in the house. That never bodes well for the messenger. It just doesn't. But the fact that he sent her home before Serena C., I will never forgive him for it. The fact that Serena C. got the satisfaction of watching her luggage get dragged away, I am absolutely livid. I wanted to burn Emma Colon down. And also, I already knew she was going home. Once they named her on the card for the one-on-one, they already showed in the preview that someone's luggage gets dragged away. Whose luggage would it be? That was poor editing on ABC's part. Yeah, they're just getting lazy. You guys are getting lazy with like the contestants that you're putting on the show and not doing background checks or like doing them and wanting to create this chaos. And we all knew somebody was leaving. The episode ends in about seven minutes. So as soon as the date started, I'm like, okay, well, I know that we're going to watch this girl get her hopes up to then have him send her home. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. And he's lame for that. He's really lame for that. He also gaslit the fuck out of her when he picked up that rose and said all that shit and then said, but I was like, fuck you. They have to be telling them that they have to pick up the rose. I think that's what it is, because otherwise that makes no sense. Why are you doing that? Yeah. The other girls are covering their faces, but more so they're covering their smiles when Katie's luggage gets dragged away, which once again just pisses me off. Like, what are you guys so mad at? These things happen. It's so sad. Now we're back to Heather. What do you feel about this whole Heather situation? Once again, bringing it back to fashion, Heather's dress was sick. I thought she looked bomb as fuck. But once again, I said it before, she wasn't even a fan favorite on Colton season. Like she was just the girl who's never been kissed. It wasn't like a everybody loves her so much sort of thing. She was just kind of there and made it not that far, but far enough. And she just so happens to be Hannah B's best friend. I wish she would have just applied like everybody else did because everybody knew Matt was a bachelor and then they applied. So why didn't she just apply if that was the case? Because her and Hannah hang out all the time. And also what in the weird white minivan were they making her drive around rural Pennsylvania to get to this place in? And then I hated just seeing all the video packages of her like in her room going crazy. I'm like, sis, you're by yourself for three days. You're chill out. Fine. Just watch some TV. Just oh, watch, some watch TV. They probably can't. They probably can't, but I don't know. I can keep myself entertained for two days. 
Like, I'm sure she they probably do made it. her do it. They said, give us footage. You know what I mean? The whole pizza box thing is just a little too out there for, for me to think like, oh, she did this on her own accord. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And just like looking out the window, calling herself Rapunzel. I'm like, sure. I just, I really, she said Hannah B told her that she could come. And I love Hannah. I'm a huge Hannah B fan. I think her being the bachelorette really did turn my feelings around for her. Um, it's not like I did not like her at all during Colton season. I just, you didn't really get to see much. They, they sh- Her edit was a lot of like crazy. And then in the end, when she's driving home, the edit they gave her, you knew she'd be back. Mm. And even with the women tell all, they let her speak so much and get all of her feelings out. Everybody knew she was going to be like, that was a bachelorette edit. It's the same thing that happened with Katie in the car. You don't see anybody talk for that long in the car. Why did Katie get that edit? She's going to be the next Bachelorette. But Hannah, when Peter's season started, she came back and like kind of like cried and said, like, do I still have feelings for you? Like, I don't know. And she got a lot of heat for that. So Heather saying that Hannah told her to come on and express her feelings for Matt, knowing how that did not work out so well, support wise for Hannah B. I don't know why she would tell her to do that for Matt. And Matt just starts cackling when he fucking sees her. Like, he just thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. Yeah, because he's probably like, what are you doing here? Also, the fact that she had the audacity to show up maskless. Girl, pretend like you give a shit for a second. Oh, she, when she got there, when she yeah, got there. Yeah, when she like, got oh, there. She, she quarantined. <laughs> I <bet> you. <laughs> yeah, no, when she got there and she's like talking to the security guard. I'm like, mm-hmm. just, you know, give me the illusion, please. Mm-hmm. But Piper was... Once again, piping hot, the way she stormed out of that room. And I'd be pissed too. Piper might be that girl. I don't know. I don't know, but I, I can see it. I see, I see it. it. The and way I was actually rooting for it. Yeah. Because the way that she stormed off, like, who is this bitch talking? Her My man. On fire. Her heels were on fire. The way she stormed into the room with the girls, like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Yeah, I don't really know why she came. This is what I was going to mention earlier. The only thing was, is that if Hannah did tell her to come on, Hannah should have prepared her for the worst. This is one of the, like, rudest... I'm sorry, these girls... Everyone's like, oh, it's only like a handful of them. It's like, no, it's it's a majority of them that are, uh, that are rude and mean. And the clip I saw of Heather crying, actually, it, it did make me feel bad for her. I'm not even going to lie. Because these girls are fucking vicious. Like, they're vicious women. Yeah, and they don't have to be. Like, I understand the frustration, always. But the energy and the anger is directed, once again, like, at the wrong person. The and, wrong and I know it has to go somewhere, but, like, you calling this girl like a bitch and who the fuck are you and like getting in her face when you're not bullies seems a little bullyish to me i don't know like just it's very disgusting just be nice to her just be do what all girls do and be nice to her face and then talk shit about her behind her back talk shit about her all you want in your video packages on your one-on-ones with the producers put it in your goddamn journal put it in your goddamn journal but on first arrival just be fucking nice. Then be catty behind closed doors like every girl is, you know? Yeah. I understand you're not happy after just having a rose ceremony and seeing Katie go home that another girl coming in is going to piss you off. Because but... at the end of the day, it's Matt's choice whether he wants to keep her or not. If Matt chooses to keep her, once again, be mad at Matt because one of you guys are going home because he's keeping her. Which I wish this would have happened. I wish Heather would have came in like two weeks ago. Yes. That's a, it's like, why did she come so late? I, I don't know. I just don't really understand the whole timeline of it. 
It's like, I, I just, I don't get it. Cause it didn't air yet. So I can't say like, oh, did she see a couple of episodes and then decide to come? Cause that's not how it happened either. I really don't get it, but hopefully we find out more next week. I hope she grows some balls and like yells back at some of these women. Do I think it's right that she came? Probably not, but don't let anybody make you cry like that on national TV. Fuck out of here. Hell no. Me? You're going to tell me? No. I'll call. No. <laughs> <laughs> And that's it for this week's episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Please follow us on Instagram at Talk to Us Nice Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Talk to Us Nice. Send us an email. Shoot us a little email, guys, at talktousnice at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And we will see you Sunday for that Talk That Talk edition, which I think you guys are really going to love. Also, it's on Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, lovelies. Bye.